Welcome to Faith Center Foursquare Church's Message of the Week. For more information on the church or ministry, head on over to our website, eurekafaithcenter.org, or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Ministry is a special word within the church. It comes from the Greek word, I, I bet Scott you know how to say this one. Di, di, say it? He's so smart. Diakonos. Is that right? <laughs> she is pretty special. She is pretty special. So the word that he said <laughs> means one who serves, one who serves. The word ministry is not a special office that is reserved for pastors and leaders. It, it, nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to have a title in order to minister. As a matter of fact, it says the opposite. It says every person has a ministry. The word ministry is a special function. It is a function that everybody can participate in, everybody can act on according to the gifts that God has given them. Ministry is an act of service. It is an act of service given in the name of Jesus. Okay. So, just to be clear, just to be clear, ministry is not the person sitting on the stage or typically standing on the stage. It is the people that greeted you when you walked in today. Is that ministry? Absolutely. The people taking care of babies over in the nursery. Is that ministry? That's an important ministry. That's a very important. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. That's a really, really, really important one. Um, because I, I will say this to you. You guys don't know, but just a couple of days ago, Joe and I were sitting with Amy Snyder, and we're trying to um, plan to avoid an emergency. We almost had to cancel kids' church today. We almost had to cancel the whole thing because there's literally one teacher for all of elementary. There's one, and that person serves one time a month. And I was going to be up here. I taught last week, but Amy Snyder's in there teaching this week because there's nobody else. It's a big deal. So this is kind of what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about our job, our roles, and in ministry. That means every single one of us say, me too. Me too. Me too. Very good. Okay. We're going to talk about using the gifts that God has given us. Um, and not discarding those gifts. We want to we honor them. We want to honor the God that has given them to us. So I want to share with you five reasons why we should be all doing some form of ministry. Are you ready? Okay. Number one, spiritual growth will never happen unless we use our gifts. Write that down. Spiritual growth will never happen unless we use our gifts. So... We grow spiritually in three different ways. Our time with God, right? Our time with God is, is priority, obviously. That is prayer and being in the Word and those things. Our time spent with each other, because iron sharpens iron, right? So our time spent with each other uh, causes spiritual growth. And then our time spent using our spiritual gifts. That is our ministry, using our spiritual gifts. So let me demonstrate here. So if I've got, I've got this... I'm going to put this on my lap. Please, Lord, don't let me spill this. <laughs> it's so bad. So I've got a sponge here. At some point, all of us kind of start off as this sponge. We're just, we're kind of dried out. We're a little, we're a little crackly, you know. Sometimes, <laughs> when we first come to faith, right, we're kind of, you know, just dry. 
Sometimes we go through seasons of dryness and we need, and we need some restoration. But here's the deal. If I start to pour my water on my sponge, that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing for my sponge. My sponge needs it, and it gets pliable, and it gets soft, and all of that is great. But what happens if I just keep pouring and keep pouring and keep pouring and keep pouring, and I never squeeze it out? Tell me what happens. Louder. Gets moldy. Gets a little slimy. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Gets a little slimy. Gets a little gross. You know what else it does? It doesn't absorb any fresh water. It can't absorb any fresh water. If we, <laughs> if we don't squeeze it out, if we don't use the things that God has poured into us and squeeze it out and serve others, we just become bloated, unhealthy, slimy sponges <laughs> that aren't benefiting anybody because we're not, we're not using our gifts. I'm going to, here, class, just wipe my hands on my jeans. We've got to, guys, we've got to go into those places, go into our word, go into our, our prayer closets, come to church, get filled up, and then we've got to be squeezed out. We've got to be squeezed out. Otherwise, we're just... We're just absorbing. We're not giving. We're not doing anything that's going to benefit anybody else. We have to be using our gifts. There are times to be filled, for sure. There are times to be filled. But I'm saying to you, if you do not use the gifts that God has given you to serve... your life will not feel as fulfilled. When I put my head on my pillow at night, I put my head on my pillow with joy because I know, because I know in the midst of that day or in the midst of that week that I made a difference for somebody else, that I made an eternal impact on somebody else. I know when I get on the other side of heaven, there's going to be so many faces that I'm going to look at and I'm going to say, you made a difference in my life. You made a difference in my life. You made a difference in my life. And I want somebody to be able to say to me, you made a difference in my life. But that won't ever happen if I'm not using the gifts that God has given me. Does that make sense? That makes sense? Okay. So Romans 12, 6 through 8 says this. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, that is so Joe. That's my husband. He's such an encourager. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. You guys ready for number two? Success is only possible if every Christian is using their gifts to serve. Using their gifts to serve. Got it? Jesus himself said this in Matthew 9, 37 and 38. He said to his disciples, The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Guys, that's us. 
We are the workers. And the question is, are we doing our job? Because I'm telling you right now, the harvest is full. Go to Walmart today and see the harvest. Go to Safeway today and see the harvest. Go to a restaurant when you leave here and see the harvest. There is a massive harvest all around us. And what did Jesus say? The workers are few. The workers are few. That's, that's, not, that's not acceptable. We, we, can't, we can't settle for that status quo. We can't cancel kids' ministry because we don't have workers. Amen. We can't do it, guys. You are needed. If every parent who had a child in kids' ministry and youth ministry volunteered one time a month, one time a month, problem solved. That's it. Am I stepping on your toes yet? Is it painful? We okay? You guys are just staring at me. <laughs> if you could see their faces, Joe, they're like... <clears throat> the only way we'll ever be successful in reaching our community and beyond is if every Christian has a ministry. Every single one of them has a ministry. The church just has to step up and do what it's supposed to do. And then we're going to just reap a harvest, reap a harvest, reap a harvest. Oh, goodness. I'm going to skip down just a little bit. Can you imagine? I mean, for real. Can you imagine if I, on my own, tried to do everything that had to happen here today? I opened the doors. I made the coffee. I ran the sound booth. I did the slides. I ran the cameras. I taught the lesson. I was in children's church. I was in you. Can I be everywhere? No. no. I can do most of those things, but I can't do it all, but I can't do it all. We, yeah. <laughs> First Corinthians 12, 12 says this, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. And then this is a larger one. Ready? 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 22. Yeah, that's a lot of verses. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some of the parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. You guys agree with that? Okay. Number three. Oh, here's the toes. Here we go. Uh, that was really bad. <laughs> see, see, I should not be up here with a microphone singing. I can tell you that right now. Every Christian has a gift and he is expected to use it. He is expected to use it. How true that is. That's why we all need to move up. First Peter 4, 10 through 11. Do you have the gift of speaking? then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the energy, oh, excuse me, strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring what? 
Glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. I want, to, I want you to notice two things in that scripture. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it. These are action words, right? These are action words. Do it, do it, do it. That's what it's saying. Do you guys see a lot of the scriptures that I've been reading are pretty repetitive? They're saying a lot of the same thing? Listen. When you see something in Scripture over and over and over again, you better pay attention because God is trying to say something and he means it. So listen up. Do you guys see that? Okay. Uh, number four. Ah, this one's hard. Not using your gift displeases God. I don't like that one. In Matthew chapter 25, uh, Jesus tells a story, a parable of talents, right? So there's basically an employer who's leaving town, and he gives basically bags of gold. Five bags of gold to one dude, two bags of gold to another, and one bag to a third, right? He goes away on his trip. He comes back. The guy with the, with the five bags, he's doubled it. It's now ten. The guy with the two bags, he's doubled it. It's now four. The guy with one bag was afraid that he was going to misuse it or that he was going to lose it, so he went and buried it to keep it safe and to keep it protected. And here's what, here's what we see in the scripture. The employer came back, and he was furious. He was really pleased, and he rewarded the first two guys. But the third guy, he was like, what? And he took it away from him, and he was livid. Here's, here's God's guidelines concerning gifts. Are you ready? God gives different gifts to different people. It's a fact that he not only gives different gifts to different people, but he gives different amounts of gifts to different people. He expects us to use them. The first thing that that employer did back, did when he came back was got an accounting. What did you do with what I gave you? What did you do? Scripture says the same thing's going to happen to us, guys. We're going to go to heaven. We're going to look our father in the eyes and he's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do? I want to hear, well done. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Well done. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Not, what did you do? What did you do, Kathleen, with all that I gave you? If we use our gifts, we get rewarded. If we don't, we get disciplined. No gift, no matter how small, should ever be unused. And you guys know, you've heard this analogy before. It's, it's, it's the picture of Christmas morning and the kids come down the stairs, right? And mom and dad are so excited. They've been shopping. They've been planning. They've been wrapping. They've been doing bows. They've been doing all the things, making everything so beautiful. And they've been waiting with anticipation, right? And the kids come down the stairs and they hand them a gift and the child takes the gift and, and just puts it down. Oh. Okay, well, here, here's, a, here's another one. Okay. And at the end of the day, all the gifts sitting there, completely wrapped, stacked up, kid takes them upstairs, goes to his bedroom, shoves them under the bed, and then their friend comes over a little bit later and says, what'd you get for Christmas? I didn't get anything. The heartbreak, right? As a parent who has planned this special stuff, I can imagine the father 
as he looks on us, and Scripture says that he formed us in our mother's womb. Think of how personal that is, that he formed you. You're very specially and uniquely made, and he gives you all of these gifts. And imagine the disappointment of the Father when we don't ever bother to open them up, to take them out of the box, and to see what they are, and to use them. Imagine that, that disappointment. Number five, using your gift for ministry ministers to God. That's cool. That's really, really cool. It is the scripture that we've had. We've had a couple times, actually, over the last couple months that talks about, you know, I was hungry and you gave me food, and when I was naked, you clothed me, and when I was in prison, you visited me, and then the people go, Jesus, when did we do that for you? When you did it for the least of these, you did it for me. And then it goes on to say, and when you didn't do it, for the least of these, you didn't do it for me either. That's a big one, guys. That's a big one. God has given us so many gifts. And I can tell you, I, here's the toes again. I'm so sorry. I can tell you as your pastor, one of your pastors, that every single week in some department, in this church, there's pieces missing. We're trying to, we're making phone calls and we're sending out emails and we're sending out texts. We need help. We need help. We need help. We need help. And there's so many things that go undone. And it's such a shame. It's such a shame. You're needed. You are really, re every one of you, you are needed. If we all stepped up and did, our, and did the jobs, the things that God has gifted us with, can you imagine what this place would be like? Oh my gosh. Can you imagine the impact we would have on our community and our workplaces and our neighborhoods? Can you imagine? It's huge. It's huge if we would all just step up. There's a book uh, written by Mother Teresa. It's called A Gift from God. And I, I love this. I love this quote out of here. It says this. We all long for heaven where God is, but we have it in our power to be in heaven with him right now, to be happy with him at this very moment. For being happy in his presence means loving as he loves, helping as he helps, giving as he gives, serving as he serves, rescuing as he rescues, and being with him for all of the 24 hours because we touch him when we touch others. That's pretty good, right? I like that one. Yeah. Folks, it's time to make a move. I don't care if you are 13 or 33 or 133. If you woke up this morning and you had breath in your lungs, God is not done with you yet. Hear that? If you woke up this morning and you had breath in your lungs, which I'm assuming you did because you're here breathing now, then God is not done with you yet. And here's the deal. We tend to make ministry like, ooh, ministry, what's it going to be? Eh, whatever. You don't have to have a, thus saith the Lord, go do this. Just go do something. There's things that you might be really interested in. Great, go do them. If you can't think of something you're really interested in, 
just get a connect card and say, what's the need? And then try it. And there might be something that you try and you're like, oh, that did not, mm -mm, that was not fun. But you take the pieces of gold, you take the good things and you take them to the next thing and then you use those and you dump the stuff that you didn't like. And then you apply those at the next place. And then you apply those at the next place. And I guarantee you, there will come a moment, and it may be the very first thing that you try, where you, go, where you will walk out of this building or walk out of the place that you're ministering, and you'll be like, yes, that was great. I did exactly what I was supposed to do. That felt wonderful. I am the odd one. Most people do not like public speaking. They don't like to, I love it. I love it. I'm such a nerd. I love it so much. And the first time I ever got on a stage and I spoke, I walked off that stage and I was like, yes, that was great. It was amazing. Why? It's my gift. It's my gift. And I got to use my gift. And it was so, so, so incredibly satisfying. I want that for you. I want that for you. In whatever form that looks like, I want that for you. I want you to really start exploring, God, what gifts have you given me? What talents have you given me? How can I use these? And just dip your hand in some things and just give some things a try and wait and see what God will do. Wait and see what God will do. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. Um, I have a super friend, Miss Miriam. Will you join me up here? This is my friend Miriam. She and I met this week at camp, and I have so much respect for her because she is using uh, this summer, really, to kind of explore, God, what things do you have for me? Miriam, you want to introduce yourself? Thank you guys for having me. This is Miriam, and I'm from Egypt. I'm doing my master here in uh, Chicago, Illinois, so thanks for having me. So do you want to explain to them what, what you're kind of doing this summer and how you're kind of exploring? Sure. Um, I am seeing God putting me in different settings of different things for the first time. And um, I was last week with your lovely um, pastor here um, in the camp. And um, I'm learning how to see God working in my life. So that's, that's part of it. Also hoping to do some work uh, with the church too. So, yeah. So do you feel like um, in this summer, this kind of exploring summer, do you feel like you're getting closer to the Lord? Um, that's why I brought my phone. So if you want to open with me Psalm 25, um, that's how I see. Um, I want to be in a devotion time uh, during this time with this psalm. In Psalm 25, verse 4, it says, Lord, help me learn your ways. Show me how you want me to live. Guide me and teach me your truth. You are my God, my Savior. You are the one I have been waiting for. I think that's my prayer 
And um, as I was sharing before that even when I'm not faithful, he is. Mm. So that's what I want to rely on. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. Thank you.